Hello, the internet, and welcome to Season 104, Episode 3 of Dirt Daily Zeitgeist, yeah. a production of iHeartRadio. This is a podcast where we take a deep dive into America's shared consciousness and a deep sip of America's mm. shared consciousness and say officially, off the top, fuck Coke fuck Industries, you. as in the Coke Brothers, and fuck Fox News. Fuck you too. It's Wednesday, October 16th, 2019. My name is Jack O'Brien, a.k.a. Allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is O, O, Jack to the OB. I used to drink Mountain Dew by the OZ. Even back at Cracked, you could call me CEO of the TDZO. Yeah, courtesy of Freddie Bidet at Flush Culture. Kendall Roy here. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm thrilled to be joined, as always, by my co-host, Mr. Miles Gray! It's Miles Gray, a.k.a. Slichter Wooten, a.k.a. Bong Paul Jones, a.k.a. Jocko Pastel Blunt Storius, a.k.a. Getty E.D., a.k.a. Budsy Collins, a.k.a. John Blow the Ent Whistle, a.k.a. Not-So-Harry Grant. Oh, and those are fantastic bass players. Actually, some of my favorite bass players. Getty Lee, love them. Bootsy Collins, love them. Oh, okay. John Ent Whistle, great. John Paul Jones, uh, fucking uh, Larry I Graham. John Paul Jones was the name of that dude from the uh, The Bachelor. No, no, yeah. he is the bass player from Led Zeppelin. My bad. Uh, and Victor Wooten, also uh, very talented bass players. Thank you to Freddie Bidet. Oh shit! <laughs> Look at you, Freddie Bidet. Just did the exact uh, strong flush culture in the building. Uh, well, we are thrilled to be joined in our third seat by the hilarious and talented host of the amazing podcast Couples Therapy Critically acclaimed. and Live Show. Critically acclaimed, he is Mr. Andy Beckerman. Hello, everyone. Hey, Andy. <laughs> Welcome. Hey, can we read can we, Mulligan? Can we do that again? I started <laughs> nope. off high. Nope. What did you think? You, what, in your mind, what were you doing? Uh, I was uh, about to do a voice, and then my brain was like, uh, mm. no, don't. That's right. not a good way to start off a podcast. We will yes. redo this if you come in fully <laughs> committed to the voice you want it to be. There was no, oh, it was all improv. It was whatever, oh, great. Uh, wherever, uh, how do you change your, wherever my gullet landed? Wherever yeah, my right. uvula yeah, or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's where it was going to go. But uh, high voice, no, not a, yeah. Well, look. Not a great start. It's all about hey, everyone. We're thrilled to have you. And Great introduction. That's what's important. Andy, we're thrilled with the start. How many episodes is this later from my last appearance? Uh, uh, probably five billion. Who knows? I don't even know five how many billion miles. How many episodes have we ever done? Don't be a fibber, You've done man. zero episodes. Yeah, but you've done. we've done a few Muppets, though. <laughs> right. We had to can those. Yeah. That would be great Oscar if you guys did. We just had Muppets in studio, but didn't take video of it. It was just for our own purposes. <laughs> yeah. Can I pitch you something? Yeah. You guys get Jim Henson Studios on board, and they do puppet versions of you. And they yeah. do, every day they do a puppet version. They just take your audio and do a puppet version. I'd love that. We tried to work with them, but they wouldn't adhere to our strict drug policy. Yeah. They would not. Uh, that and they were like, constantly. honey, you don't have Muppet money. That's right. Right, like, right, right. Whoa. Okay. Whoa. Shots fired. Uh, what was the drug policy? That they had to take Lexapro? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we just needed a little bit of a even keel. No, they. I, I feel like everybody who works there probably still does drugs maybe smokes not. pot on the smokes, lot smokes dope you know that lot is very interesting yeah very whimsical and like you can feel that a lot used to go on there mm-hmm. over on la brea yeah 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 at the henson studios uh did you guys remember that there was like a aol sent mail sound effect at the beginning of public service announcement from the black album what there's like a like the sound of a plane taking off um Anyways, which blackout? Are you sure? <laughs> That's what it sounds like to me. I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. Uh, anyways, glad I stopped everything to stop the presses <laughs> for that one. Stop the presses, <laughs> Andy. We're gonna get to know you a bit better. In that a sounds First, like an elderly person's hallucination. Take our Was that an AOL scent sound <laughs> at the top of that tone? Why does the word smell like you've got mail? <laughs> yes. Okay. Sorry. We're gonna. Tell the listeners uh, what we're talking about today. That's what we're going to do. Yeah, let's do that. Uh, And then we're going to get to know you a little bit better in a moment. Uh, LeBron, we take all of our geopolitical cues from him, and therefore we are announcing uh, that we we are part of, we stand with China today. Thank you, LeBron, for the Uh, cue. Yes. uh, No, just the wackest of whack statements from LeBron. Uh, We're going to 
ask why, ask what he thought he was saying. Yeah. Uh, we are going to check in with the whistleblower scandal. Uh, we are going to look at uh, our new American uh, international policy, our international relations, foreign policy. I think that's what Crumbling. it's Crumbling. Uh, and <laughs> who's a fan? Who's a fan? Who likes late-stage imperial collapse? Uh, we're going to talk about who Moody's is picking in the upcoming 2020 election. Uh, we're going to talk about Facebook being a right-wing company who ruined the internet. And reality. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, of course. Taco Bell has recalled tainted beef. Oh, God. Uh, we just have to get... We ha- It's our responsibility for the amount of Taco Bell we talk about. We got to let you know if... You, your meat could be at risk. Find out what kind of shavings they found <laughs> in the right. beef. I feel like tainted beef is like a like sea level punk band. Uh, oh no, I was gonna oh. I was gonna go with like uh, fish, one of those like a jam, jam band. band. Yeah. Oh, uh, I feel like it's too dark. Like the idea of tainted beef. It's like Upton Sinclair, the but jungle. It feels gritty. Tainted with vibes, man. Yeah. Right. Oh wow. It just feels like you would you would see them on a on a bill with with fish. Yeah, I was li- fish, tainted beef. <laughs> I was desperately <laughs> racking my brain for any jam band <laughs> I could think of, and that's the only one that's still in my brain. Massive Attack, were they? Uh... Nope. nope. No. No. Nope. That's the, just who Banksy is. Like Banksy's part of Massive Attack. Oh, okay. Uh, we're going to talk about all sorts of shit, but first, Andy, we like to ask our guests, what is something from your search history that's revealing about who you are? Yeah, okay. So, Toby Huss. Is uh, someone oh, I looked up? Oh hell yeah! The guy who used to do the Sinatra impre- impression yep. on MTV. Sinatra, he was uh, already the strongest man in the world on Pete and Pete. Uh, yeah. Most recent, not most recently, but more recently, Down he has Periscope. taken a, a turn into dramatic acting, and he is incredible. Really? Uh, yeah, Halt and Catch Fire. Uh, oh shit! Uh, Unreal. The, that was one of my favorite shows the last couple of years, and uh, he just did a little turn on Glow season three. And so I looked him up to see if I Dude, could find contact I, information for him. Yeah. He is so, I remember like, I think I, that was my first interaction with seeing him do those weird MTV things where yeah. he was like, whoa, you got method, man. Like doing some yeah. weird scat Sinatra thing. And then in his just uh, classic uh, portrayal, I forget of who, but in uh, the movie Down Periscope with Kelsey Grammer. <laughs> I think he was on an episode of Seinfeld as, uh, what's your face's uh, Ellen? boyfriend? <laughs> Do you say yeah. Ellen? Ellen? I mean, El- Elaine. 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 <laughs> Dude, I've got too much degenerous on the brain. I th- We're I was also about to recording say, this late. I was about to say Ellen DeBeneris, I think, in my, in my mind, because it was so- f- Elaine Bennis. Yeah, yeah. wow. Yes. Uh, yeah, Ellen no. DeBeneris. But that was a great episode. Yeah, that episode. That was <laughs> episode. Classic. Um, yeah. So, right. Toby Huss. Uh, I love seeing One of the of- best character actors. I mean, it's so weird to like divide actors up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but you got, I guess in one bucket, you got your Brad Pitt's. And yeah, uh, nah, but you know, Angelina Jolie's right, guys. To I'm gonna them, and you get your character actors in your other bucket. I'm gonna re-engage in this conversation and stop trying to look up what band I was trying to think of when I said Massive Attack. Uh, Who were you thinking? I don't fucking do know. Man. S- they had to change dude? their name, I think, uh, because they overlapped with someone. They were really the, popular uh, in the early 2000s. The uh, string cheese incident. I'm no. sure people are screaming yeah, at their iPods just sorry, like yesterday guys. when I couldn't remember Slush Puppy. My brain is trying to scream it into my Also, where are my Soundtribe Sector 9 fans at? Uh, Andy, what is something you think is overrated? Uh, Great question. Uh, Jonathan Hickman's new start on X-Men. Jonathan Hickman's new start on X-Men. Yes. Tell tell us what the fuck that even means. I think Jonathan Hickman's fantastic. A great writer. And I'm excited to see where it's going. But so far, uh, there's been some troubling things in the X-Men world. And what's been going on in the X-Men world? It just feels a little off. And I know uh, because I trust Jonathan Hickman that it will pay off at some point in the future. Oh, you're saying right now, based on his right writing, now, based there's on trouble. His, he, he wrote, he's written two new miniseries to uh, relaunch kind of the X-Men world. Right. And they, they have their own country now. And the X-Men have their own country? Yes. And they're mm. dealing with like all mutants have their own country. It's, it's kind of like an Israel analog. Oh, uh, really? Minus the Palestine part. Right, right. Got Everyone it. wants to do like their own little like uh, this group gets their own country thing, right. uh, but let's not deal with the bag, the real world baggage. Where did they create? Where is the country? It's called Krakoa. 
Okay. Or Krakoa. I don't know how to pronounce it because it's, it's a comic written. book, so yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's the best thing about comic books. In your Which, mind, it's whatever is right. Uh, it is a mutant island of its own. The island itself is a mutant. Oh, okay. Don't. Yeah, that. <laughs> no. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. Oh, I love explaining yeah, this to you guys. Wait, that's for real? Yeah, the, for real. I, the fucking mass in which they live upon yes. was a mutant? Yeah. That sucks. Um, right, I gotta go. I'm already on board oh, with this being overrated. The, this is where I got angry with it. Because I'm like, I'm, it's not, it's it's just like a prologue, basically. It's not even mm. really a story so far. It's kind of just like, here's an island. Now they're part of the UN, blah, 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 right? Uh-huh. Uh, they, okay. So some of the main X-Men are killed in one of the ep, uh, issues. What? I almost said an episode. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Wolverine, Cyclops. What? Uh, Jean Grey. Just no. Nightcrawler. Just killed outright. Uh, and then the next, and you're like, well, it's a comic book. They're not going to actually be killed. But uh, the way that they're brought back in the next issue is that there are cloning pods. Mm. Okay. And uh, there is the, so their bodies are cloned, uh, basically. I won't go into the, like, the minutia of it. Uh, and then there is a, uh, apparently a backup of their minds that is then put into the clone body. Yeah. Now, if like you it. destroy like Time Machine on Mac OS, yes, exactly. That's the analog. <laughs> like now, if you destroy my computer, yeah, uh, and you get me a new computer and you back it up, you've just created a, a different version. You didn't actually recreate recreate yeah. my computer. Sure, sure. Now, there's I. This is these are comic books. I will accept a million different ways you can bring someone back to life. I right. will accept God. I will accept like souls in heaven. I will accept. Uh, some kind of resurrection, magic. I will, there's so many different things, but this specific thing, which is you can't abide. They kill. They just killed off a bunch of characters and then brought clones, like Printed actual a new clones. One out. Yes, yeah. I will even accept. Like somehow, I grabbed their mind from out of the ether. I'll accept right. that kind of thing. But saying no, we got a backup of their mind is not uh, that person, and that's yeah. where I got off the train. Right, and I know that that will probably pay off in a in some way that uh, is acceptable down the line. But and but this is the thing. This is why I said it's overrated because I everyone is fucking crowing about it. Right. They're like they think it's like really cool and challenging what he's doing. Yes. And I'm yeah. like, look, OK, yes. So I did. I do have an advanced degree in philosophy. And so I will quibble about uh, questions of identity. Uh-huh. But also these you just killed Wolverine and he's right. just dead. Yeah. Right? And you now have like you made a clone of him. Right. Generic, That's not the, it's like the Venture Wolverine. Brothers. Do right. you guys watch the Venture Brothers? I don't. Uh, basically the Venture Brothers have been killed I think 13 or 14 times and the ones you're watching uh, are clones and the ones that you fought that that were in season one, they die at the end of season one. Oh, so really? from season two on, you're just watching clones right. that Love were it. backed up. And, and that's their a, brains were backed up? Yeah. And on it, what and sort it, of drive? Uh, I don't ah, know. you accepted Adventure Brothers. <laughs> no, I didn't. Because oh, okay. that's an actual, that's a Because it was on an Iomega in, zip drive. By the time they find out that they're clones, that becomes this huge existential problem for the right. Adventure bro- Brothers yeah. in like season four or five. I just started, I just rewatched all of the seasons. Do you think it, it's great. Uh, as a philosophy major, fellow philosophy major, would do you think that, except you were actually a philosophy professor, so you're a little <laughs> more serious about it than me. Uh, do you think we will ever be able to save our consciousness into like, Anything in a meaningful way? Uh, no. Well, maybe. I mean, I don't know about technology. You could right. do it, but it won't be you. You have to have right. continuity of consciousness. Right. Right. If you want to exist, your brain has to somehow. Right. It'll or just your be consciousness. Some copy of you. Right. Or it's right. just a copy of you, and then it's not you. And huh. I know Jonathan. H- Look, here's the thing. I trust Jonathan Hickman. I think he's a great writer, and he's I think you. it will. It will somehow. He will call attention to this in some way, or there. But I'm racking my brain. How will this be undone? Just have faith. So far, Wolverine and Nightcrawl- Nightcrawler, my favorite character, disintegrated in the sun. Oh yeah, I <laughs> look, hate man, it you just got to walk with God, man. Yeah, and He will reward you. Uh, what is something uh, you think not. is underrated? <laughs> uh, class warfare. All right. I where are the class th- traders at? Yeah. What's that? I said where are the class traders yeah. at? I I want. Where are the bespoke? guillotine companies where are why are we not killing more rich people and <laughs> redistributing their money hmm. to the working class that's my question oh man that's the age-old question in this country yeah i mean i'm personally uh you know middle class comfortable uh on the edge of bourgeois so i'm not going to be doing that 
middle class comfortable is by far my favorite uh, airline seat, airline <laughs> class, cabin class. <laughs> what class? Uh, oh, uh, your middle class comfortable. Ooh, I would uh, love, I would love if airlines, if I could get on there based on the class. First of all, that's also the class I grew up in. Right now, I'm like, uh, who knows? Right. Uh, but I'm on Spirit Air in the back. <laughs> uh, so. Uh, yes, let's uh, let's start off this class warfare. I mean, I warfare. think people. We, I think people. I think are slowly realizing rich people aren't that cool and uh, are starting to be like, wait, hold on a second. Yeah. Ellen hanging out with George Bush. I know you talked about it. right, but like from but Seinfeld. Like... <laughs> <laughs> Ellen, Ellen, Ellen DeBeneris. DeBeneris. <laughs> this is so stupid. Uh, I love it. Um, yeah, I, I do feel like we, we were talking about it, but in the context of it does feel like there's a sea change that's been happening for a while, but this is like a manifestation of it where it's just like, yeah, this isn't cool anymore. Sorry. Like the rules have changed. Shut the fuck up, Ellen. Sadly, like, I think it, like jealousy is the real motivator, right? Well, or at a certain point it's like, well, I'm not going to have that. So fuck you. I don't know how many people like, you know, like in that Kylie Jenner, like flex selfie with her like Bugatti or whatever the fuck car was. Right. And people were like, this is gross yeah. or whatever. Like, I know there are some people that who are very principled. That was the whole culture though. That right. was the whole culture for the past 10 years. Right. And I wonder if now that's Ten a function, centuries. if that's like a function of saying like, I realize now I'm not going to have that. So fuck y'all. Cause I wanted that or realizing, hold on this. I'm operating in like a fucking fucked up matrix. Yeah. That's upside down. When you said class trader, were you, what, what were you referring like to? Like people like Disney's granddaughter who are like being like, yeah. yo, we need to pay more. Like, I don't give a fuck. We have too much. I was just like, listening to somebody talk about how that's what you need as class traders because they will never let somebody into power who doesn't, like who right. doesn't have the same background as them. Right. So like the the person who broke up the monopolies in the first place, like back at the turn of the like in the early nineteen hundreds was Teddy Roosevelt and he was just like, Yeah, I know like you guys got me elected, but I now I'm gonna break up your monopoly. Like just had to like totally yeah. do a heel turn on the on the Richie Rich. That's almost the only besides like mass action. Right. That's the only way in that stuff. It's the same thing with like the impeachment shit that's going on now where it's like he get off his Trump, back. Trump literally oh, could have done anything up right. until the point where he actually like attacked another elite. I mean, this is just I'm just parroting Chris Hedges what he said on Democracy Now last week, I think. But oh. uh but he was just he's saying like uh, it's the same thing with Watergate, right? Everyone was fine with Nixon like murdering how many millions of of uh, uh, Cambodians and right, Vietnamese right. people. And then when he uh, burgled the uh, Democrats. That's when right. they're like, oh, we got to get rid of this dude. Yeah, at the same time, it is like th our whole system rests on the idea of democracy. And if he's blatantly cheating at an election, I mean, granted, our rules could be seen as somewhat know, but, arbitrary. But it's that weird thing, though, too, we've been saying of all this shit we've seen prior to this. Yeah. It's when he tried to smear a centrist Democrat. Yeah. That somehow was like, oh, hold on a second. Yeah, that's it. It's just, like, yeah. he li like he literally went into office uh, ignoring the emoluments clause. Yeah. Which is a grounds for impeachment instantly. And everyone's just like, oh, it's okay that he's profiting off of his presidency. Yeah. Right. Or the or like even if you look at some, uh, anyway, look, it's 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 uh that's why we're in podcasting and yeah. not at the levers of power. Yeah. So class warfare. New class levers. Warfare, Build class your own warfare. levers. At the same yeah, time. To so the guillotine. And I think you guys all have a point. I just need to check and figure out what LeBron James thinks about it. And then I will uh, let you know what I think. Okay. Uh, finally, LeBron what James, is a myth? another rich person. <laughs> no way. Uh, finally, what is a myth? What's something people think is true you know to be false? So I had a couple ideas for this. And uh, like the Netflix model is uh, unsustainable. And Naomi's like, don't do that. Do something fun. <laughs> so, the myth that I'm going to dispel is... The Netflix model isn't unsustainable. <laughs> uh, mozzarella sticks are bad for you. That's the myth. And I'm going to say, <laughs> no, they're great for you. Yeah, now, okay. follow the logic on this. Have you guys ever been in a high-stress situation? Yes. Every day. Okay. And how does your body feel in that high-stress situation? I don't know. Garbage. I've never felt different. 
<laughs> so you, from the womb to the tomb, womb, womb to the tomb, high stress, stress situation. the unpredictable. Yeah. So yeah. have you ever been in a more stressful situation? Yes. 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 And how does your yeah. body feel then? Very, very tight. Right. Yes. Okay. Okay. So uh, I, a, a while ago, Naomi and I were in a uh, working on a project that was uh, we were working with some terrible people. Mm-hmm. This is like uh, the five brothers. You can say. <laughs> okay. We're. <laughs> I don't know why we decided to sell a TV show to the Koch brothers. We were writing <laughs> scripts for Prager University but, videos. <laughs> but it was all about how frack it was. Uh, there, it was about a, a fracking team and how they're saving the world. Mm-hmm. Oh my uh, god! <laughs> <laughs> um, they start fracking and like discover there's like a whole underground civilization that the frackles. Yeah, frackle rock. rock. Come on, yeah. it was right there in front of us the whole yeah. time. Uh, um, so it was about six years ago now uh and um i got um chest pains from this naomi got an ulcer from this this thing yeah it was really it was not it was not good we were under so much stress and um what was what was the bright spot in our lives why the food we would eat. yeah so now i say this when you are in a high stress situation why not eat a mozzarella stick yeah. Yeah. Okay. Where, from where? From where? From where? From where, though? Are we? T- well, where are we now in Los Angeles? America. I mean, like, but I'm just saying that that like I can't dictate wherever you are. Where the best mozzarella stick is? I'll well, tell you what this. Was the one you were eating? I'm more. I'm. I want to get like. Well, that your... was New York. Then I don't know exactly. Okay, call it out. here. House of Pies. Surprisingly, the best mozzarella stick I've had in Los really? Angeles. Cosa Buona comes in second. Cosa Buona. Because they have uh, a smoky mozzarella stick, but mm-hmm. it's not. A, but it's like homemade. It's delicious. But it's when you want like. A mozzarella stick, flour shell, deliciously fried. Yeah. House of Pies. Nothing else wow. on their menu is great. Right. But their mozzarella Brought sticks. Brought to you by House of Pies. <laughs> you know, that's what I think most doctors say. If you're having chest pains, <laughs> have some mozzarella sticks. <laughs> I do think, though. What's going on, Andy? Chest I pains? I mean, when people, when people <laughs> I talk about. my arm, <laughs> but I should have these mozzarella sticks with the other one. When people talk about uh, the placebo effect, they picture like sugar pills only. But mm-hmm. I do, f- you know, the placebo effect basically means how you think you feel is sure. like how your body is actually going to, you know, behave and right. medically exist. And I feel like, you know, eating comfort food sometimes is oh hell yeah healthy. There's nothing that man. I I know exactly what you mean. Stress eating uh, and I <laughs> will go hand in hand. Yeah. And also knowing there are certain things that you eat that make you feel really good. Yeah. I love a French dip sandwich. Yeah. Ooh. That's just uh, that's just how I self-medicate <laughs> with food. With French mm. dip. That seems, that seems very dip. hoity-toity. Yeah. Well, I mean, like you get a Philippe's, you can get, you know, there's, there's a way to make uh. it yourself where you get the little packet and uh, just make a weird one on your stove. Not mm. that great. French yeah, onion like, soup for me. Well, that's a part of the bourgeoisie. Oh. Yeah. Over here. yeah well, right? You know. Am I right? Well, you know, uh, when you see, you'll see my ex Mossad security guards beat the shit out of you if you try to get at me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. And we're back. And. Uh, we are monsters. I, ho- I wish you could have heard yeah, how we that treated DJ breaks. Daniel during that commercial break. Screamed at him for yes. talking to our talent. <laughs> uh, I'm Jack sorry about that. Andy. Threw a uh, a mug. Yeah. At the at the wall, but yeah. it didn't shatter, which made yeah. it was very like it was really sad. Counter, yeah. Well, the the velocity from your hand was very low. It, was <laughs> it like, like barely made it. Yeah, to like the wall. ooh, Jack. <laughs> it says more about your strength than your yeah. anger. Uh, I might, might want to have a mozzarella stick, my man. <laughs> Uh, oh, like Popeye? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's my... It's called Fart would, Guy. How, how would Popeye eat a mozzarella stick? Just would he squeeze, squeeze the, the breading <laughs> and, the, and the thing would shoot oh, into God. his mouth like a hot load? Uh, let's talk about LeBron. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, let's talk about LeBron James. Uh, this this upset me more than I... Sh- more than it should have. More than I care to admit. Yeah. Um, so, look... The NBA uh, and pretty much any company doing business with China that's an American-based company is going through a bit of a, a time now where people right. have to be like, should we talk out loud in favor of people who are being oppressed by this autocratic regime? I don't know. Or do right. we like money better? Right. And the NBA saga unfolded when Daryl Morey from the Rockets tweeted out an image in solidarity of the Hong Kong protests. Woo. And then and so that, that caused- fired. Dude, then... cause of caused a f- massive profits fire like yeah. leaning sportswear ended their deal with the rockets 10 cent like every company a lot of companies are doing business with the nba are like we're done 
James like, Harden and Russell Westbrook in the immediate aftermath were like, we love China. China's, China's the sick. best. China's we, actually really tight to me. We so. love our fans there. Super tight. We <laughs> love authoritarian really communism yeah. right. slash capitalism. So sick, though, whatever. Uh, I guess I'm more, I, I was more willing to forgive that because it was the day after and they were clearly like had a gun to their head. Whereas this is like. Yeah, well, I think a week and a half later, LeBron James, he has to say something. I'm sure he was probably asked. I'm right. sure that's how it all happened. And his answer, anyway, he just has this quote. He said, I don't want to get into a verbal feud with Daryl Morey, but I believe he wasn't educated on the situation at hand. Um, and he spoke. And he spoke. That's... Wow. Uh, and so many people could have been harmed, not only financially, huh. physically, emotionally, spiritually. So just be careful what we tweet and say and we do, even though, yes, we do have freedom of speech, but there can be a lot of negative that comes with that, too. I mean, unless we play in China, then we don't. Right. Uh, I'm just, uh, what? Have freedom of speech. What was, what, what is he, I don't understand that he, he, he wasn't educated on the situation. What is he misinformed by I, like yeah, exactly. I was confused. What 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 did LeBron James think that Daryl Morey didn't know when he tweeted support for the people in Hong Kong who are being like riot policed to? I think I don't know the maybe cynical he didn't version. Understand the whole like the law, like what was going on with the ex, is it extradition? I forget the exact. Sure, the like law what or, the reason why the, the rendition? People were maybe he didn't protesting. understand that whole thing. I think yeah, the, I think really what it says the translation might be talking about China can fuck up everyone's money. We aren't right. willing to confront their transgressions because it would risk our revenues. So we have chosen to ignore this because money is more important. Yeah, I think is what he meant. Right. Straight up. See, guys. It's a class warfare. Yeah, no, but it, but again, you know, and it's a very odd. It was a weird thing to say, and I I can only imagine the 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 league's biggest star probably has to send up a flare to Chinese business interests to say like I am still in line with whatever y'all are trying to do. But even the NBA, after they initially issued a statement that was like kind of the in this direction, that was sort of like, well, you know. There's multiple sides to everything. Uh, Adam Silver came out and was, you know, said, made a statement that was definitely picking the side of, you know, freedom of speech and pissing China off. So, like, it's not like Adam Silver was behind him being like, say this or or else. Yeah, no, I I, it, it was all about not fucking up his money. It yeah. was like he's about progressive values until it becomes uncomfortable. It's a little him. yeah, it's a little sad to see cuz on one hand I I can understand privately if he's what he's saying is to someone else he goes, "Man, Daryl should have known." He's like, "We we are in bed with China. That's like a third rail topic. Like you right. only talk about the business and that. Don't talk about anything about what their government does or anything to do with their domestic reform policy." You can talk about the Meg and other yeah. international co-productions. Right. And how, and how sick leaning footwear is. Right. But like, that's where I wish he would have just not said anything at all because I can stomach him just being, you know, about his money and not really trying to act like he's some kind of savior type person. Right. But it's drawn a lot of criticism. Him saying this has drawn a lot of criticism. Muhammad Ali's wife was like, Muhammad Ali wouldn't have done that. And he wouldn't have. No, he wouldn't have. But I, I do think it's... Sometimes important to remember, like, you, you shouldn't have your hopes, like, pinned on. Like, I don't watch athlete interviews after the game for a reason. Like, they are <laughs> always boring as fuck. Yeah, and, and like, I not, like the they don't have interesting performances. Right. I just want to thank God. Right. Uh -huh. And I want to thank. Leaning sportswear. Jesus. Right. Yep. I want to thank the Holy I'm Ghost. I'm sorry, I misspoke. Not Jesus. Uh, Xi Jinping. <laughs> Xi Jinping. I'm sorry. Uh, Xi Jinping Christ. Yeah, but Ali, Kaepernick, uh, like you can't you can't really count that many athletes who were like important. You know, OJ Simpson on Twitter uh, is great. Tom <laughs> Wait, Brady. Sorry, hold on. Obviously, <laughs> you know the greats. Uh, what did OJ say? Oh my God, he's just, just too much. He's incredible on Twitter. I know. love China. Makes some great knives. Right. <laughs> there you go. Well, I think that's the 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 whole deal, right? Is certain people in your activism, if you're really about your activism, you will follow that path wherever it leads you. It's right. not for the faint of heart. Right. And I think that's what we see is at the end of the day, 
LeBron James is a capitalist. Right. That's his prerogative. As I mean, a this is person. what Michael Jordan probably would have done or said. Dude, like, yeah. He would have been head. like, fuck them protesters. Right. <laughs> like, probably. <laughs> exactly. I mean, he's... Um, was that your Michael Jordan impression? No, well, just no. I don't I, I don't think there's a way to properly do Michael Jordan. <laughs> right. Uh, but, but he did say I can't fuck even them imagine kids. what his he voice said, sounds like kids. now. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's, he's not a very kind guy. But, right. like, you know, for example, you know, Ennis Cantor, who's a Turkish player, he tweeted out basically... After this came out, he said, "Have so anyway." Enes Cantor is basically cannot go back to Turkey. Right, Erdogan. Erdogan is, is wants him dead. Yeah, and Enes Cantor has been outspoken and a, a very big critic of Erdogan, and so that comes with consequences. And he tweeted, "Haven't seen or talked to my family five years. Jailed my dad. My siblings can't find jobs. Revoked my passport. International arrest warrant. My family can't leave the country." Got death threats every day. Got attacked, harassed. Tried to kidnap me in Indonesia. Freedom is not free. Yeah. And I think that sort of realigning the stakes for people here. It's like this isn't just some. It, it's not just like is the is it did it was it Yanni or Laurel? Right. It's like <laughs> fucking yeah. real shit here. Right. It's not like oh yeah I'm either cool with this or no actually this is yeah. actually in, I cannot abide by this. It just and, depends on your point of view. Yeah. And like and again, you should have taken other people's point of views into a. Take, into account. Take the middle road like most people and just don't say anything at all. Right. You know, but if you're going to, don't don't, don't speak do this, speak man. on the right side, please. Yeah. Um by the way, has anyone ever done an uh Erdogan slash and one mashup? Ooh. <laughs> Erdogan <laughs> mixtape. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. I would wow. love to see that. Hell yeah. I mean, his crossover was nasty. <laughs> right. I saw him fucking spin hot sauce in half. Yeah. Uh, it was incredible. Uh, let's talk about the ongoing impeachment inquiry, uh, and the whistleblower story. Yeah. Um, wow. It's, it's getting hotter. It's getting, look. <laughs> I thought you were about to start singing. It's getting hot it's in here. It's getting hot in here. So hot. <laughs> so take off all your clothes. Uh, no, every day there's a new person who's like, I don't care what the white house said. I'm right. going to go talk to Congress. I don't give a fuck. There's no confidential information because you have made it public. Therefore, there's no, like there's no legal argument as to why I shouldn't go up there. That's exactly what Fiona Hill, uh, who was the National Security Council's like Russia aide, uh, said. Her lawyer basically said to the White House, and they're like, "No, she's going to go testify." Is she a Republican herself? Um, I'm not sure, but she's definitely what she was saying. You wouldn't think it. Right. She's definitely not, you know, or you know, whatever. She's at least able to speak coherently on this very narrow topic. I mean, it. The intelligence agencies hate Trump. I mean. They despise him. Yeah, and because I, I there was a Matt Taibbi article where he was saying like most most of the time when there's a whistleblower in the intel any of the intelligence agencies they destroy that person. Right. They just like destroy their lives. The intelligence agencies. Yeah. The, the intelligence yeah. agencies. And this is the first time where there's a quote unquote whistleblower, and they're uh they're like this is the greatest person that's ever come right. forward. Yeah. They um, and it it is. Let, it, it's a valid question. Is she herself a Republican? Because, I mean, most people in national security are Republicans, like by nature. Like that's that's who generally gravitates towards security and defense right. sort of career. Well, it's odd, too, because it also kind of obscures like what Reality Winner or like Chelsea Manning have done. Mm -hmm. Like those are those are people who are absolutely paying consequences. Yeah. Right. Genuine know? heroes and who it, did real things that it redefines what a whistleblower is kind of. Uh and I, and I know there've been a lot of articles. I think maybe was that Matt Taibbi's article maybe talking about in the context of like like actual whistleblowers and like what the fate has been for those people. Yeah. Maybe I mean I'm, like reality winner what she has like a a 5 year sentence. Uh Is Chelsea Manning out of is she back out of jail? I think she's She still was being in held. she was put back in jail again. Yeah. You know? It's again, and it's this is uh, the whole situation again. For whatever reason, this is the moment people are choosing to find their morality and whatever their convictions and things like this. But uh, between Fiona Hill and the Deputy Assistant Secretary of State George Ken, who have both basically testified in front of Congress, are telling lawmakers the same thing. Rudy Giuliani was running an outright smear campaign against Maria Ivanovich, the ambassador to Ukraine. And because running a they whole... were worried that she was too on the up and up and wouldn't let them do crimes. Right. And Rudy Giuliani, the hero of 9-11? Right. Yeah. And, do, and running their own shadow foreign policy is right. what was said. And it kind of shows you how many people, there are many people within the White House who saw this were like, dude, Rudy's fucking out of control. Um, and, you know, John Bolton somehow- Noted liberal John Bolton. <laughs> might end up being 
of like the cherry blood on top. just dripping from his jaws. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's funny because when he was like, I resign and Trump's like, he's fired or whatever, like unceremoniously left the White House, yeah. he vowed to make a mess. And you're starting to see that Trump already suspects that a lot of the you, like leaks are coming from John Bolton. Right. But that's kind of what happens when there's no honor among thieves and people are out and they're, they're spiteful. So one of the things that the testimony Fiona Hill gave basically KO'd all these time, like these defenses that the GOP has been giving, whether it's the quid pro quo thing or the absurd argument Sondland was going to give. She says that there was a big blowout with John Bolton, Kurt Volker, Gordon Sondland, and a couple of Ukrainians because they were basically talking about this deal. She, This is her testimony. Mr. Bolton was trying to not commit to a meeting. According to Ms. Hill's testimony, Mr. Sondland got agitated and let out that there was an agreement with Mr. Mulvaney that there would be a meeting well, with Ukrainians, if Ukraine opened up the investigations the White House was seeking. Yeah. That's, that's literally, you've described the quid pro quo right there. Yeah. John Bolton, welcome to the resistance. And John yeah. Bolton was pissed. So then what happened next? Mr. Bolton ended the meeting abruptly. As the group moved toward the door, Mr. Sondland said he wanted to wanted them to come down to the wardroom next to the White House mess to discuss next steps. Mr. Bolton pulled her aside and told her to report uh, everything they talked about. When she got downstairs, Sondland was talking with the Ukrainians and specifically mentioned Burisma, the Ukrainian energy firm that had Hunter Biden on their board. Then what? Miss Hill testified that she asked Mr. Sondland why he would be discussing this in front of their Ukrainian colleagues and tried to shuffle them out of the room and break things up. At one point, Mr. Sondland mentioned Mr. Giuliani, who was involved in the discussions about a possible meeting between the two presidents. Right. Mm. So, and Edward Sondland, as we were talking about yesterday, he's out here trying to be like, oh, I had no idea what they were, what was going on. His uh, name's not Edward, is it? Or Gordon. Yeah. I'm sorry. I don't know why I keep thinking it's Edward. Uh, but anyway. <laughs> Gordon DeBenner. <laughs> oh, God. I'm messing up the names today. But I'm saying like, there is he going to testify something that is counterfactual? Right. A lie? Will he tell lies? It hmm? seems like he wants to just get it out there so he's not the bad guy. Basically. Yeah, but he's trying to do it both ways where he's trying to be like, I didn't do it. And also they're not that bad, yo. Right. Like that's not going to work. Right. Uh, not Especially not when you have all these people who were there talking to you in your face being like, this is not what happened. Right. Um. So it'll get interesting. And now Rudy Giuliani's like, I will not fucking cooperate with a single congressional subpoena. Also, didn't he fire his lawyer because... The he former like, Watergate prosecutor? Yeah. Yeah, I think he left, actually. Yeah. I don't know. There's a lot of rumors as to what happened. But after two weeks, like, okay, so that was two weeks ago. That's when the scandal broke. By this time, he's like, okay, I'm out. Right. Hmm. Uh, rat dog? Yeah. Disco biscuits. Uh, widespread panic? Widespread panic. Government mule? Oh, jam bands? Yeah, that Mo. was the band. Leftover salmon, just a handful, just a sprinkling. Yeah. Widespread of... <laughs> panic is the one that I was trying to think of. Fuck. Massive attack. Oh, okay, Ooh. that kind of makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just a sprinkling of names. Yeah, yeah. Thank you so Smattering. much. <laughs> oh, you're the best, man. Uh, let's talk about U.S. foreign policy that doesn't necessarily involve the whistleblower directly, no. uh, but involve might uh, just bombing wedding weddings. Involve general widespread incompetence. Widespread uh, panic. Yes, widespread no. panic even. Uh, yeah, actually, widespread panic. Uh, so, I mean, Trump's Syria policy was- Can you call it a policy? <laughs> no. It, so, Trump's policy- Trump's, uh, Trump's, Trump's Syria Trump's whims. I worked for someone that is exactly like Trump once, and uh, people like him don't have policies. They just, right, whatever, they just it, have... whatever fucking shit just flies in front of their face, they're just like, yeah, do that thing. Yes. Or, or Go against that thing. Well, there's also speculation that his conversation with Erdogan was uh, involved, like some of his financial interests in Turkey, right? Uh, yes, and also talks about a banker that Rudy Giuliani was right. representing. There's a lot. Yeah, going we talked on. about that a couple of days. Ago. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think when you sort of look at what's happening, obviously Trump pulling out of Syria and abandoning our Kurdish allies, creating a power vacuum that Russia is so glad to fill because now they're already patrolling the areas that have been vacated by the U.S. troops. Yeah. Um, and it basically has had the knock-on effect of creating an alliance between the Kurds and Russia vis-a-vis -vis Assad, basically. Where, you know, this is like the perfect thing for Putin. Uh, he would love nothing more than to have like the 
reputation of the U.S. as an ally be like a thing that you can't count on anymore because right. that was sort of like the post-World War II thing that they're trying to break up and it's slowly happening now right with this I mean, not slowly it fucking it's happening happened. i mean it's, it's happening it's well, like and then, people yeah. who are like in national security are like this is all of our worst nightmares and it like happened immediately like yeah. right away it's like two days later russia is like allied with the kurds and it's a disaster it's like all of the paranoid fantasies of like what if there was an idiot who was president? Like we would be. <laughs> who had super no idea fucked. about the nuances of. Yeah, who just wasn't willing to take into account the nuances of, you know, not even nuances. Ally equals good. By the way, right. there's no one good there, in this story. No one is a good person. Like right. Putin's a monster. Yeah, Trump is as just a stupid beast. Uh, the CIA spent right. the last what six decades, seven decades overthrowing right. democratic I mean, uh, and in the whistleblower and in the whistleblower scandal, like a lot of the people are probably pissed at Trump because he's not better at doing crimes as opposed to <laughs> right. the fact that he's doing doing them. crimes. Yeah. It's like, oh come on, man! If you're gonna yeah. cheat on your what test, like print doing? out the answers on a clear label. You're gonna get us all busted. Like that's yeah. Sort of shit. Yeah. yeah, exactly. You're making it hot. That's exactly what he's. Why doing. do they always tell on themselves? Like these people, like Trump, they, they or Giuliani, they just outright say the shit they've done. I think their privilege just puts them in a different reality where you can say things like, like, because it clearly with Trump, transparency equals innocence to him. Right. Well, I'm tr- if I'm if I'm transparently corrupt, then what's the problem? I'm not like being duplicitous. Like I'm, it's all on the open. So that, I don't know. So the duplicity is the problem. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I would never be duplicitous. Just be corrupt out in the open. Well, yeah. I mean, that is the issue that we're having is that we have this model for what a political scandal looks like, and it involves lying. And he, in addition to lying, also just says, just doesn't realize that what he's doing is bad. Yeah. And so just openly does it and is like, yeah, what What are you going to do? Yeah. Well, I, again, with the Syria, or the Syria thing, like Trump, you know, there there were reports that he thought like Erdogan was bluffing about invading Syria. Right. It's like he's been saying this for years now. Right. But you, but he's like, yeah, I gave the okay to the thing he said he would do for years, and he did it. Right. Whoa. And then the response are these like weak sanctions packages. I don't know why he's he's trying to get credit for putting out a fucking forest fire that he started and right. not even putting it out. Like he brought a water gun to a fucking forest fight. Yeah. A forest fight. <laughs> a forest fire. That's a good band name. Forest fight. Forest fight. Uh, but he doesn't, he doesn't, that's the thing. He doesn't give any forethought. He doesn't give forethought. He doesn't give no, afterthought absolutely. to the stuff. He reacts to whatever is in front of him, does whatever the thing is that will either enrich him uh, or hurt his enemies. Right. And then he goes on to whatever the next thing is, and then just like just reacts to that. He's a he's right. li- pu- just the, this like putrid, um, dripping ichor of id. <laughs> right. Just this uh, this cre- I'm imagining just like there's some shadow creature just dripping this like Ooh. stuff with like these sharp, disgusting teeth, just like Argh. yeah, yeah. Um. So. While while we're on the subject of what a good leader he is, uh, apparently we might be in for four more years. According to Moody's, who is the credit rating agency, uh, they have a model that just looks at the economy and has chosen correctly every time since 1980 uh, who would win the presidential election. Uh, Every time, sorry, except for 2016, the one time that... People oh. were actually surprised, so it doesn't mean shit. Well, then we should keep listening to them. But I do, I do like. I think this is representative of something we're going to see more and more of as you know the 2020 election uh, gets rolling and the mainstream like monoculture media apparatus is you know it all it has an entire history of elections to draw on and only one 2016 election to draw on and. So uh, they're going to say shit like this. Uh, President Donald Trump looks likely to cruise to re-election next year under three different economic models. Uh, Barring anything unusual happening, the president's (laughs) electoral college victory could easily surpass his 2016 win over Hillary Clinton. Barring anything unusual happening. Mm -hmm. Like, aren't we beyond that? Like, do... This is... Everything is unusual. Everything is unusual. Like, what here's the thing with was a was Moody's one of the companies that uh, was paid off to change ratings in the uh, uh, in, in these, the big short uh, that fictional movie? No, in reality, <laughs> uh, uh, going uh, leading up to the 2008 crash. 
weren't they one there were two companies and weren't they Fannie one, Mae and Freddie Mac I think uh no no it was Moody's and whatever the other one that rates uh that gives like triple A oh, ratings right 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 uh weren't they one of them uh, also like every um person that like was like uh we know what's gonna happen in 2016 they're all still working yeah, yeah. like Nate Silver I'm like why are we listening to this guy he's been wrong so many times yeah. including this giant one this big old screw he up was not, in predicting I, the 2016 election. That's one of my myths, Andy, that I like to bust. But he said that Trump had a like 33% chance. He, wa- he wasn't one of the ones that was saying like it was a one in a million that Trump would win. Um, well, I think but regard- he gets lumped in with all the predictive people, I think. The thing just about this is that it's coming from a fucking financial services company. Right. And it's coming <laughs> as- Wall Street is telling you, well, if you look, because I mean, let's let's just think about what's going on right now. If you look at a lot of the polling or the averages, uh, Elizabeth Warren could be ahead of Joe Biden, who is a pee pants nightmare for Wall Street. <laughs> uh, then after Biden is Bernie Sanders, a poo pants nightmare for Wall Street. Mm-hmm. And then so they're like, fuck, like we're in a really weird spot uh, because the, if it's not Biden, the next two people have literally were on their hit list. And right. I think for them to be I think it's them being like, hey, man. You better, Wall Street's telling you this could be, uh, you know, save us, please, sir. You know, we're, yeah, we're telling yeah. you this could be bad if it's these people we're looking at right now. Uh, I just, I'm a little bit cynical when I see Moody's be like, emphatically be like, dude, Donald Trump's going to crush whoever it is. And right. I guess by right now, if we're looking at the averages of polls, I guess that's Elizabeth Warren. So maybe we should go back to the Biden thing. I don't know. I don't know. Right. It's just me. It's my two cents. I'm Moody's. I'm out. Yeah. But also, like, there's a very good chance Trump will be reelected. Absolutely. Yeah, totally. If, especially if it's Bi- if Biden is the uh, nominee. Yeah, or some I other bet, fucking I jackass. I bet you guys now. I think Warren is even problematic. Uh, I think Bernie is the only one that is a clear, it's a toss up. And even then I think it might, who knows. Mm. But uh, but yeah, we, we are all probably looking at another four years of Trump. Well, I can't imagine, again, because it would take a lot for... When you think about how the huge donors are thinking, if it's fucking Elizabeth Warren, we're going to back Trump or yeah. that there's been grumblings like that. And he already has historical. Then like in a way, you might have to see the DNC play ball in their weird fucking way. Class and then warfare. It'll Class be like, warfare. oh, here's Pete Buttigieg. But they don't give a shit. The DNC doesn't care because they still get paid. The right. top people there still get paid. Their job, they're not in vulnerable position. They're not being put in cages. They're not, their children aren't being taken from them. No, not at all. They don't care. They Their consultants still get paid. So if they lose, like with Hillary Clinton, they knew that the numbers weren't great. They knew she was a flawed candidate in the first place. And they right. knew that they should have like, or maybe they didn't. Uh, and they, I think maybe it was they just that adjusted very the, uncreative thinking of like thinking of where people were and what the direction people were possibly looking towards. And then going like, we'll just go with this very familiar like dynastic name. Yeah. And even like during that time, I understand why conventional wisdom had it that Hillary was like a safe bet to be, to beat Trump because in the past, like centrist Democrats had been. But if you still believe that, like, what the fuck were you not paying attention to about 2016? Like, we're not that in that world anymore. Um, it's a brand new day, man. Yeah. Uh, all right, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. And we're back, and... Uh, we should say we're not going to get to the Democratic uh, debate. They're literally happening tomorrow. right now. They're happening right now. We're recording late, but not to wait for the Democratic debate. We're recording late. I don't know. Because... I think Beto O'Rourke's saying some shit right now. Amy Klobuchar. Uh, yeah. She, the I gang's heard... all here. Klobuchar <laughs> I, went I hear she picked up her podium and threw it at Buttigieg. <laughs> yeah. No, Amy Klobuchar came uh, at came Elizabeth. Came at Warren. Yeah. Elizabeth pretty interestingly. Yeah. I'm sure I oh, I'm sure when I unmute this it's going to be a lot. I'm thinking it's spicy. I don't know. Yeah. Y'all will know tomorrow maybe. Well, maybe. let's talk about what's actually important in the moment yes, and that thank there you. is a Taco Bell recall yes. of tainted beef. Quote unquote beef. Okay. Yeah. It's, and it's causing a widespread panic. panic. Hey. There we go. Thank you so much. He has returned. <laughs> um, so basically Monday they said they are voluntarily recalling 2.3 million pounds of seasoned beef. Uh, in 21 states. So if you're in the eastern Midwest. That's what they used North, to call me at the gym, Dude, by this the way. is so crazy. <laughs> the beef. eastern Midwest, 
the northern, southeast, and northeast. Right. Very specifically, uh, it wasn't. But they're saying, don't worry, it wasn't salmonella. It was just metal shavings. <laughs> metal shavings. Yeah. So that's a public service announcement from the Daily Zeitgeist because I know uh, I preach the gospel of El Bell. Are metal shavings dangerous to ingest? I think I so. Probably. It's not probably like glass, damage. right? Glass. Well, first of all, it can fuck up your glass. teeth. Second of all, like think about you ingests a burrito full of, of metal, metal shavings, shavings and then go into one of those magnetic imaging machines yeah. and it just cut, pulls it through your body. Oh. That would but be I was some a- final destination shit, son. But I was imagining like that, you know, when you were a kid, you had that little thing with the um, magnetic shavings and you could change the hair. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. That's what I'm imagining. Yeah. That you could change the hair on you. Like uh, you eat these Taco and Bell burritos. And move around your stomach. Yeah. And you move, you can move Rip your organs your around. Organs. <laughs> oh my God. You're like, I want my organs in a different configuration. I'm sick of my stomach being here. I can't. Yeah. I mean, look, I honestly, I like metal shavings in my Maxi Melt, so I'm not that mad at it. But you know, I add them in. Yeah. I, actually, I go to the, you know, I put in the little hot sauce, put in some metal shavings. All right, let me get a cheesy roll up, add pico, <laughs> add beef, add metal shavings, please. Three of them. <laughs> let's talk about <laughs> let's talk about some food that is uh, farm to runway food. The the next evolution in airline Just food. That, oh, run that runway. I yeah. thought we were going to, fashion. Yeah. yeah. No. <laughs> like, <laughs> The couture for a farmer. This cow is wearing a beautiful another cow. This outfit Uh, will have you saying, yo, man. (laughs) Yo, man, farmers. Um, Okay. Now, uh, yes, Singapore Airlines announced a thing that I thought was probably just absurd on its face. But when I read about the company that's doing it, it's not as sort of gross as I thought. Uh, They Basically, if you have a business class ticket for Mm. the New York to Singapore direct flight, you can eat like a boss. Uh, they are basically providing uh, like organic produce that is like grown less than like 10 miles from the runway. So it's the freshest possible ingredients mm. for their pot. Why their- are they doing this? To uh, offset their carbon footprint, yeah. I think. Like, to- Oh, yeah, that should work. <laughs> well, okay, so the, the, this place that they're using, I think this is more of an interesting story on, on this kind of vertical indoor farming uh, techniques that they use. Uh, this this place, Arrow Farms, is the indoor farm where they're getting the food. Uh, but it, I didn't realize it uses 95% less water than field farm food. Mm. Um, field farm food. Love love the triple F, but, you know, got to love this new indoor food. Yeah. Uh, and they say also because, like, the process is about, like, uh, like spray bottling, like, waters directly, the water onto the roots. Uh, you will get, you can harvest vegetables in 10 to 14 versus 30 to 45. Days of traditional farming. I mean, look, God bless days of traditional farming. Right. Um, We really love them. But yeah, look, didn't realize. I guess now now we all have something to aspire to. We all want to fly business class from Newark to Singapore. Yeah. Um, And really join the the successful people. The other option is to fly middle class comfort class, in which case you eat out of a bowl like you were just hearing me do uh, while Miles was speaking. (laughs) You could hear me. Yeah, eating out of a tin bowl. That was uh, sampling the other option. Lamb and rice. Yeah, lamb and rice kibble. One more food story before we get to the main attraction, which is uh, Robert Downey Jr.'s new movie, Doolittle, for some reason. Coca-Cola is making Tic Tacs. Yeah. And that's all. That's it. I don't understand what is the... Isn't a Tic Tac a breath mint? Hold on, mm-hmm. no, because they can be great. Uh, they can I know be, they're sweet. They can be the candy. All, by by great, I mean like the breath freshening stuff. Who cares? But you got orange Tic Tacs. They're mm-hmm. delicious. They're delicious. I know. I love them. And Coke. Here's the thing: as a vegetarian, I have not been able to have Coke gummies because they have gelatin in them. Mm. For You're 15 vegan. years. Are you vegan or vegetarian? Are you able to have vegetarian? Are you, you can't no have gelatin? Yeah, no animal things. Oh, that really? you have to kill the animal to get the hooves. But you eat to make milk. the gelatin. You eat cheese. Yes, uh, not vegan. Fantastic! You don't have to know. kill. You don't have to kill any Got animals it. to get cheese. Yes, but you can drink Coca Cola too, right? Look, you drink cola? there's a very yeah. He's drinking a diet. There's Coke a right very a specific taste that uh, the cola adds to the gummies. Okay, it's delicious. The gummies, and I have missed that. Now you're offering me another candy that has cola taste. Yeah, they actually. I'm, I'm on board. They First, did. I thought you were Coke Brothers. Then I thought it was cocaine Tic Tacs. It was some new drug. Right, right, right. right. Yeah, but Coke now Tic-Tacs. you're telling me it's Coca-Cola it's flavored Tic Tacs? It's a nasal <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Coca-Cola flavored Tic Tacs. They are white on the outside, uh, which 
bugs me for some reason. I can't quite figure out But the out vanilla why. ones are like, or the regular mint ones yeah. that had a hint of vanilla on the outside? You want them to be brown. Yeah, I want them to be brown. Well, um, then they can't print. I think it's just to be able to print the red Coca-Cola. I don't know. Look, I'm not here, in marketing. Here's the thing. Two things that have equally bad aftertastes, Coca-Cola and the white Tic Tacs. I got to argue with you. Uh, Coke Zero, definitely metallic, terrible aftertaste. Coca-Cola really? itself? Oh, my God. I'll, I'll just sip on that aftertaste. I don't even need to drink. Give me a glass of yeah. aftertaste. Yeah. <laughs> I don't need the Coca-Cola itself. Just, I, feel I like just want that aftertaste. That. Mm. What do you mean? In what sense? Like how your teeth feel like they're turning yeah, into dust? It feels like it fucks your, like, <laughs> yeah. It, it makes your teeth gritty like the Tic Tac. It makes your breath taste No, like... it makes it gritty like the mascot. Right. <laughs> AKA okay. fantastic. Maybe that's what you prefer is gritty. So maybe that's just the difference between you and me. They had a one before that was a generic cherry cola Tic Tac that I remember I bought because, I, you know, I like to fuck around with Tic Tac. That makes sense to me. Uh, and it was generic, though. And it was a little odd. Right. But, you know, maybe if they have the original formula, then we they, they found something good. I guess with the Coke aftertaste, I mean, not the immediate aftertaste, which uh, they've perfected the mouthfeel. And even <laughs> food, food scientists say, like, Coca-Cola has the best, like, Did Coke get to you? Balance. I was going to say, did they yank did your they? leash right yeah. now? But, no, it's five minutes you're after the you drink of Coca-Cola. a Coke. Five minutes after you drink a Coke, your your mouth starts to, like, I don't know. It's like the opposite of the clean feeling you have after you brush your teeth. You get morning and mouth. Same shit. Yeah, morning mouth. That's a great way of describing it, Miles. Thank you so much. You know uh, what? Put some points on the board. You know me. what? I agree with you. Straight Thank up. you. Straight up. And Tic Tac. Uh, <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Andy. Vanilla Mint Tic Tacs do the same thing. Uh, all right, guys. We have to get to the story of Robert Downey Jr.'s return to the big screen, yep. the silver screen. Temple Post MCU. Uh, the he gritty remake. Is Robert Downey Jr. is Doolittle. Wow. Is this like Joker? So this is like Joker. Uh, it's equally anticipated. Also uh, w- won the uh, award for top film at the Venice Film Festival uh, when it premiered there. <laughs> Doolittle? Um, yeah. yeah, Doolittle. Uh, no. were sobbing in the audience. <laughs> so this movie, I think, technically is the opposite of those attributes in that it was set for a to be released last spring and has instead been held for January, uh, which is generally like studio dumping ground where they just yeah. drop all the I mean it's a kids movie, right? So I don't know. You it saw the trailer. It looks like a kids movie. I mean it it is a kids movie right. because uh Dr. Doolittle lives in an enchanted castle where he has a toy train running through it for some reason. Uh like a weird FAO Schwartz right. on mushrooms. Yeah. Like toys. The uh the Robin Williams yeah. movie, love it. But it's and Joan Cusack. So what one sign that we're in uh, on shaky ground is that Robert Downey Jr. In order to uh, keep himself focused, uh, attempted a Welsh accent. Yeah, I don't know what that was. Oh, Just, that's like a Welsh he, accent. He literally said uh, he's doing it as a fun challenge for himself. What's a, a Welsh fun. accent? It's... So it is uh, Christian Bale's accent, which. If you've ever listened to Christian Bale in interviews, sometimes he sounds like he has an accent, sometimes he doesn't. It's like, why does Christian Bale have a fake accent? He doesn't. Yeah. He has a Welsh accent, which even Welsh people are like, it's really a weird accent. Or depending on where you are, it can <coughs> differ. I mean, Catherine Zeta-Jones is also Welsh. Right. And you're like, I, it's like vaguely English. Right. But So like Madonna. Yeah. Right. Like Lindsay Lohan. Uh-huh. Well, like the other time that somebody tried to do a really difficult accent, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio did a Blood South Diamond. African a- accent in Blood yeah. Diamond, and everyone was like, "That's the worst accent work ever." But then South- some South African people were like, "No, it's actually really good." But we just have a weird accent that, like, on some words it sounds like you forgot to do the accent, and on other words it sounds like you have a thick accent. I remember my first trumpet teacher when I was taking lessons as a kid who like worked at my school, his wife was South African, and when she spoke, I was like, as a kid, I didn't know what the accent was, and I thought, I was like, it sounds like she's from Texas mixed with England. Right. Is what my first description of a South African accent. Yeah. Anyways, this movie is... It's fucking, I don't, it's garbage. It looks like absolute trash. The trailer looks like absolute trash. Right. But it's it, not for you. It's for children. Okay, but it's very okay. serious. Are you guys has, big Doolittle heads? Is that yes. what it is? It has a very serious vibe to it. Like it starts with like really dramatic, like sweeping shots and 
Yeah, dramatic like, Louis Armstrong, It's a Wonderful World <laughs> is not... It all it's, that's when you <laughs> oh know a movie's going to be terrible. That was like, my right. terrible attempt. My first it's attempt. Trying to do sense yeah. move. <laughs> 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 it's me. Hey guys, it's me. But it's not that sense song move. in its How's normal it in its normal presentation. It is the uh, like echoey version where yeah. it's like like fa- the Facebook movie, whatever that was right. called, social network. Yes. Right. 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 Um, uh, you know, I, I, I just th- there were so many things in it that were very odd. Uh, I just for whatever reason I just can't stand the polar bear wearing a knit cap. Why? What's I don't wrong know. With that? It's That's fucking dumb. <laughs> fucking. Are you guys stupid. angry that it includes animals that will be extinct within our lifetime? Here's what Probably. I'm angry about. <laughs> it cost 175 million dollars to make. Jesus. They spent a Marvel movie's worth of budget on this movie. It's like you guys don't live in Los Angeles. <laughs> um, yeah. I live in the valley. It's made by the guy who wrote and directed Siriana. And, and <laughs> who wrote Traffic. Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah. And he had to be replaced halfway through because apparently he was... The, the animals were attacking Dr. Doolittle <laughs> yeah, and killing exactly. him. I hear David Simon wrote the original script. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the a, a lot of the imagery. I mean, it's one of those things. It's a hard needle to thread with Doctor Doolittle movies. I feel like because it has to almost be fully cartoonish, yeah, to, for it to not like sort of start veering into the right. absolutely absurd. I think that's what we're responding to. Is it's like if you made Flipper a dramatic like, dramatic right. film where like Flipper was a trained assassin. Like that's what this trailer feels like. Imagine Red Sparrow mixed with Flipper. Right, exactly. It's just Red uh, Tide. Yeah. That's actually I mean the there was a time when the CIA was trying to do that. Not the CIA. It was like some na- the Russian the, or the, intelligence. There was some intelligence agency that was trying to train dolphins, dolphins to yeah. do. I think the Germans, I think everybody was basically yeah. like, I don't know, fucking get these sea dogs <laughs> to do shit. We have billions of dollars. We might as well do whatever the fuck we want. They tried to do it with cats. It was called Operation Acoustic Kitty and it did not go well. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. Like to do what? Uh it was Scratch some I think they were Bomb, Couches? Like bomb carrying cats, but oh my god! Uh, there's a reason the the oh no no they were cat spies. They they were cats with recording devices. Oh, hooked got up, it. And that's why it was acoustic kitty. And uh, there's a reason that uh, herding cats is something <laughs> impo- That's a saying for something that's impossible. Oh well, I mean they should have just got Doctor Doolittle because he could have just had the cats back and say, what did you hear? Oh my God, right. there's your gritty remake of Doolittle oh, where he's trained, he's right. getting animals to that do makes black so much ops. Sense. Right, right, right. That, uh, that would actually be interesting to see Doolittle in the modern world, but this is just like Doolittle in pirate, Pirates of the Caribbean. It's like vaguely, yeah, vaguely Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah, that would be great. Like a, like a series of Homeland right. type like shit, but gritty, Doolittle. Doolittle, yes. Right. Thank you. Uh, What's the Disney? Is that the uh, who's so who's, in who, conclusion? Who has Disney, the rights to this? Disney. You should contact pay us. me. Yeah. Yes. Uh, this is the second winner of a movie idea that we've come up with in the past three episodes. It's a free punch up. Yeah. The uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, uh, but it's people who get too high is the other right. Really and good then idea. their panic brings on Freddy Krueger to fuck right. them up. So it's like how high plus right. Um, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Too high. Yeah. <laughs> how high. Oh, Anyways, God. Andy, just, we're just yeah, yeah, cranking yeah. out that. I know it's been so fun having you, man. Where can people <laughs> Thanks, find you, follow you, hear you? Oh, of course, on all social media at Andy Beckerman, uh, and uh, we have uh, we're label mates, guys. Yeah, we have a a podcast here on this very network called Couples Therapy. Me and my dear common law wife Naomi, mm-hmm. uh, where we take. The best sets from our live show, Couples Therapy, where we have comics who are closed do sets together about their relationship. We bring them to you. Then we also talk about our relationship and other things, things like uh, encountering coyotes with uh, our sweet new dear Mabel, our who you heard chewing in the background. Mm-hmm. Oh, such a sweet angle. And uh, what else recently happened? We went to Solving. Love <laughs> Solving. I really undersold. <laughs> <laughs> No, you guys have got wonderful, a new we, we have wonderful guests. We talk about relationships. Yeah, uh, we and do hearing the relationships live between sets. comedians is also If you fantastic. like live comedy, and this is not just like hearing people go up and do their material, you're hearing like improvisers and comedians go up and do yeah. what is just like- Just vibe. Yeah, Nicole it's like Byer, a new- Nicole Byer, Sashir Zameda, right. uh, uh, Andy Kindler. And 
be funny on stage with one another, Rachel like interacting Brown. off of one another. Yeah. It's Orange is the New Black's Danielle Brooks. Yes, and it's keep, so good. The list keeps the, the list goes on and on. And Andy, is there a tweet or other work of social media that you've been enjoying? Yes. Uh, so most of the stuff that I like happens to be pictures, but uh, <laughs> um, I like this is a, a comedian and uh, pal Dan Wilbur at Dan Wilbur. He said. Uh, this is a couple days ago. I don't understand why AOC would pay $300 for a haircut when every man criticizing her would cut it for free as long as they got to keep the hair. <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. Uh, that made me laugh uh, a lot. That is great. Miles, where can people find you and what's a tweet you've been enjoying? Oh, man. Tweet. So Twitter. Uh, find me on Instagram on uh, that other one. Twitter. At uh-huh. Miles of Gray. Uh, a tweet that I like. Uh, actually, shout out to ATL Prince of Wales and at Shivani Lee because we were talking about drive-throughs and the impact that they have on like urban spaces, and you hipped me to some knowledge, so I will consider that. Actually, um, it is it does make sense uh, mm. because yes, we are we are not properly using the land. Um, okay, now. For a couple of tweets I like, this one is from Blair Saki, at Blair Saki. I have not been sleeping well for a while, so this really resonated with me. It says, I love how companies are like, if you buy this mattress, you will finally be able to sleep. Like, I'm sure, Casper, does it come with a new brain, bitch? You were really doing Blair's cadence, too. 100%. I mean, if Blair knows anything, I'm, I've mastered her tone and cadence. <laughs> Miles... It, Miles's career can really be seen as one long audition for the Blair Saki yeah, uh, lifetime film. biopic. Yeah, when you do your SNL audition, are you going to do yes, Blair? Blair Saki, <laughs> this 100%. is Blair Saki. Uh, this is Blair Saki who just tried out before me. Uh, yes, uh, <laughs> I like uh, I like him. <laughs> Parker at Allergic Two Sex tweeted, "Hey TSA, how are you going to take my toothpaste? Because it's quote too big, but let me board with all this ass." <laughs> I saw that. Yeah, that was funny. Uh, and it, the AV Club tweeted, Neil Patrick Harris might jack into hashtag The Matrix 4. And Dylan Galula tweeted, I see now that this says jack in to Matrix 4. Ignore my voicemail. Uh, <laughs> she thought it said jack off to Matrix 4. Miles. I wasn't what? listening. I was talking to Dan through the glass. I'm sorry. <laughs> Were you telling him to cut cut all this? Yeah, I was like, he's, yeah. he's doing it again. <laughs> I gonna... mean, everyone's going to jack off Call to his Matrix doctor. 4. <laughs> so that's not, that's not news. <laughs> Who's not going to jack off to, to Matrix, Matrix 4? four. <laughs> uh, the Merovingians? Find... Come on. Right. Yeah. They're hot. I looked them up. They're like, they were French kings, like Christian kings. Like, what does this have to do with? How am I going to figure out the Matrix? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Jack underscore O'Brien. You can find us on Twitter at Daily Zeitgeist. We're at the Daily Zeitgeist on Instagram. We have a Facebook fan page and a website, dailyzeitgeist.com, where we post our episodes and our footnotes, where we link off to the information that we talked about in today's episode, as well as the song we write out on. Maza, what's that going to be today? This is a duo from South London um, who... They basically their whole like writing process is them just sort of like uh, like improvising in the studio, and then they will sample the shit they were just riffing on to create entirely new tracks. It's a really it that makes their music like very deep. Uh, it's called they're called Vest, but they're spelled V E S C E, and this track is called Zender Z E N D E R, and it's a man, it's fucking vibey. It's just really interesting to think that like that's their sort of uh, creative style, their production style. So check this one out. Hell yeah. It's like if Reggie Watts had somebody to like go off of. Yeah, it. yeah. Well, I mean, he's fine with his losing cover. He does yeah, okay. He does all right. Uh, the Daily Zeitgeist is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. That's going to do it for today. We will be back tomorrow with coverage of the Democratic debate uh, and more uh, tomorrow. And we'll talk to you then. Bye.